Welcome to Sherry's Playhouse. Today, we plan to take you back to the late 1800s in Victorian era London. We'll be presenting for you The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, written by Everett Robert and adapted from the original Robert Louis Stevenson classic. Our play has been directed by Sherry Rabinowitz. Act 1. Interstitial 1. An Escape. Stop! Police! Stop, I say! He got away. I'm sorry, Inspector. Damn! Who was he? I wish I knew. Was... was he even human? I don't know. What evil lives in our darkest hearts? Join us tonight for a tale about one man who searches for the answer to that question by delving into the dark depths of his very soul. Sherry's Playhouse is pleased to bring you this adaptation of Robert Louis Stevenson's classic, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Adapted for the air by Everett Robert. Act 1, Scene 1, Journal. Journal entry, 5th October. My serum works. I took it again last night, and I found myself free to live without inhibition or fear. I gave myself over to passion and avarice, and then this morning I awoke feeling happy and content. In separating the halves of my personality, the dark from the light, I am able to the more fully utilize the advantages of my good nature having so fully purged the disadvantages of my darkest desires. The depression that drove me to create my serum has all but lifted, and I once more look forward to rejoining society as a man of excellent reputation. Mary is coming to visit this morning. Now I treasure her company. If only I could tell her how I feel, but in the daytime I am again trapped by my inhibitions. There were only some way for Mary to see me after I have taken my serum. But that can never happen. For when I give sway to the dark side of my nature, I cannot be held accountable for my actions. And under the influence of the potion, I could not guarantee Mary's safety. In fact, I do begin to worry who I may have injured during my night out in Whitechapel. I seem to recall being chased by the police last night, but it's... it's all like a dream now. I must prepare to receive my beloved Mary. Act One, Scene Two, Unexpected Visitors. Well, here we are, Mary. This is the house I told you about. And it is indeed the home of your friend, Dr. Henry Jekyll. Are you sure he'll let me in? After the story you told me, Richard, I see no other way. It's rather a confounding thing. I admit I am more than a bit concerned for your safety. Whereas I'm concerned for the safety of my dear Henry. I've known him for so long and have always respected him, but then he fell into a kind of malaise and wouldn't see anyone. Fortunately, a few weeks ago, he seemed to have recovered and was more light-hearted than ever. 
but something still isn't right. He's almost too carefree. And then you tell me this incredible story about a villain and a check, and I don't know what to think. Well, I, I think we'd better knock on this door and see what this is all about. Mrs. Utterson. Hello, Mrs. Poole. I've come to see Henry. Dr. Jekyll, you mean? Mrs. Poole, who pray tell us at the door? Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Henry. Dr. Jekyll. As always, it is a delight to see you. But I see you're not alone. Uh, uh, yes, allow me to introduce my cousin, Mr. Richard Enfield. How do you do? Well, not as well as I would like. In fact, uh, I asked Mary to make my introductions to you so that we might speak. About what? Well, that is a rather long story. May I come in? Let us all adjourn to the sitting room. I'll bring tea. After the story my cousin tells, we will need it to settle our stomachs, I'm afraid. Scene two, an investigation. Are you familiar with the Whitechapel case? The Ripper murders? I'm afraid it might be something even worse. Worse? A monster who has been terrifying the lower streets. A monster? Come on now, Mary, you're too old to believe such stories. Too many witnesses have reported seeing him. And many witnesses say a man in Fleet Street is making mince pies out of human flesh. You can't always believe those people, Mary. But I do believe them. Tell me about this monster, then. Perhaps my cousin Richard should tell it. He is a disfigured man, mean-looking and... And? And he seems to have a connection to you. To me? <laughs> Preposterous. I don't know any monsters. But he does seem to know you. You will have to explain yourself, my dear. Well, just listen and I'll explain. I was returning home late after a night at the opera and I found myself near Whitechapel. Thank you for a wonderful night, Richard, but I worry about walking these streets when... <laughs> Emily, my sweet, do not worry about that blasted ripper fellow. Not while I'm here with you, at least. Did you hear that? Emily... Even though the hour draws late, there are still people about. You're safe. Stop fretting. Ah! No! Help! Help! That man! He attacked my child! Richard, you're a doctor. You must go help her. My God. Carl's been trampled. Who did this, madam? Who is the villain responsible? That brute over there! He attacked my child! I'll apprehend him before he gets away. Please, Richard, hurry, but be careful, too. You, stop. Get him away, boy. Oh, my God. That's the man who did my baby girl so rough-like. You monster. <laughs> I did her a favour. A favour? You knocked her to the ground, then you've stepped violently upon her person. I was teaching her some manners. Next time she'll move out of the way when I approach. It is not up to you to teach that girl her manners. And as for the assault, well, we all saw it. 
We'll have you before the beetle before battering a child. I see. So why is it? It is. We will not let you escape justice. You know, sir, we don't need to involve the bobbies, no, do we? Perhaps if the gentleman would see fit to cover me Dr. Bill and maybe a, a little on the side for me trouble. Yes, an excellent suggestion, madam. You need to make restitution, sir. Or what? Or we will find a judge who will make you. Fine. I will have to return home to retrieve my checkbook. And thus, I accompanied this man to where he claimed to keep his checkbook. He led me right here, Dr. Jekyll, to this very house. Did he... did he pay? Indeed he did. The man who trampled the child, the one you accompanied to this house, it... it wasn't Henry, was it? <laughs> Unless your Dr. Henry Jekyll has shrunken by six inches, gained 20 pounds of pure muscle, and is ten years younger, no. <sighs> who was he? He said his name was Hyde, Edward Hyde. He spoke little and hurried off after giving me the cheque to take back to the girl's mother. I had no chance to ask him why he came all the way here to get one of your cheques, Dr. Jekyll. So, Enfield, you found out about Hyde? Only by chance, Henry, and I'm worried about you. Who is this man, Henry? And are we safe from this Edward Hyde? I can promise you Edward Hyde poses no threat to you, or your cousin. Why are you paying him? And who is this man that lives in Whitechapel that comes here to spend your money? That is my business, sir. Now I'm afraid that you must go. Leaving so soon? I have a tea and cakes. Yes, Mrs. Poole. I have had a long night. I have just now realised what time it is. And what time would that be, Henry? Time to deal with my associate, Mr. Hyde. Take care, Mary. And be careful. I do not know what that girl sees in you, begging your pardon, sir. I'll be in my lab, Mrs. Poole. Make sure I'm not bothered again. Of course, Dr. Jekyll. Unless... Yes? Unless... If... Mr. Hyde should make an appearance. He is to be shown by my laboratory at once. How will Dr. Jekyll deal with this mysterious associate, Mr. Hyde? Is he in danger? Is Mary? Act two. And now for the act two of The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Interstitial 2, Journal Entry. Journal Entry, 11th October. I took the serum again, and, as it has on previous occasions, I experienced a metamorphosis. For one night, I was able to let go of my inhibitions and to live free in the moment. As a result of that one night of revelry, my base desires have subsided, and so I can focus on my research once more. I fear, though, 
the, the, that the time between sessions, the time between peace and chaos, begins to grow shorter and shorter as the desire to shed my inhibitions grows stronger and stronger. Which brings me to my companion, Hyde. He also seems to grow in strength and ferocity every time I see him. His nocturnal activities have become increasingly violent, culminating in the episode with the trampled child. I've been invited by her cousin Richard to dine with my old friend Carver Danvers. The stir fills me with dread. What if Danvers tells Mary about what I asked of him? It might ruin any chance I ever had of winning her heart. Perhaps I should call upon Mr. Hyde to pay a visit to my old friend. No, that might be dangerous for Mary. And yet I feel compelled. What choice do I have? And damn that Richard Enfield and damn me for giving Hyde access to my checkbook. If Hyde's desires continue to grow and he sets his sights on Mary, I don't know if I will be able to stop him. Scene one, the family dinner. Mary, you made it. You said there was someone I needed to meet. Someone who could give me insight into my poor Henry. How could I turn that down? I did, and I meant it. Richard, who's at the door? <laughs> Carver, meet my cousin, Mary Utterson. Mary, meet my friend from the club. I know who Carver Danvers is, and it is always a pleasure to meet a member of Parliament. Oh, too true, too true. Now, I understand that your cousin here arranged for us to dine together. I find myself looking forward to the pleasure of your company and... Whatever meat pies your cousin is in store for us. Meat pies? <laughs> Carver, I had my cook's craft a five-course menu for the night, including squab and a lovely beef wellington. Oh, I jest, I jest. I know your menu will be impeccable, but before we dine, I want all the cards laid on the table. I have a question for Miss Utterson. Call me Mary, please, Sir Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you call me Carver. Not a chance, but ask your question. You are here tonight to talk about one Dr. Henry Jekyll, correct? Yes, sir, I am. Unfortunately. Why, unfortunately? Because Mary has eyes for our Dr. Jekyll. Oh, I can see that. He's smart, connected, wealthy. A bit of a bore, though. Uh, too good for his own good. You, Mary, what you require is someone with passion. Someone like myself. Forget Henry Jekyll and I'll make you the fourth mistress of Danvers Manor. <laughs> Wouldn't the third mistress of Danvers Manor need to die first? I'm not interested in becoming your mistress simply on the promise of becoming the mistress, even if you are Sir Danvers of Parliament. <laughs> too true, too true. But I, but please, call me Carver. I insist. Oh, sir, I could never do that. What would people think? Very well. Let us eat this fine meal your cousin has been prepared. 
and then we'll talk about Jekyll. Richard, my compliments to the chef. That meal was amazing. <laughs> I'll be sure to pass the message along. Uh, can I interest you in some port? A cigar, perhaps? Oh, resounding yes to both. Uh, the very cornerstone of English society. Port, cigars, and gossip. <laughs> Shadows grow long outside. Then step away from the window, child, and let's talk. You want to know more about your Henry Jekyll? And his association with Edward Hyde. I'm worried for his safety. If Henry is associating with some... Filth, Mary, just say it. Unsavoury elements. Is he putting himself in some sort of danger? Is he safe? Your concern is valid. Especially for a chap like Jekyll. His single-mindedness, uh, I always assumed, would one day be his downfall. Single-mindedness? His obsession with controlling and subduing the baser emotions. Lost, greed, desire, anger. Henry believed that science could cure mankind of our more criminal tendencies. That is why he became a doctor. To cure people of their evil desires. How do you know all this? He told me. First at university and then about six months ago. He came to see me with a rather odd request. Henry Jekyll, as I live and breathe. I don't believe I've seen you since university. Hello, Carver. Years have been good to you, I see. Ah, yes. Good food, good wine. Good wives make for a good life. Yes, well, there is that. What brings you here, my old friend? More than just reacquainting ourselves with each other, I presume? I need a favour. Something only you can help me with. Oh, I'd be glad to help, if I can. My serum, Danvers, is almost complete. Your serum? The one I've been trying to perfect since university. The one that will eliminate all pernicious human emotion and cleanse us of evil thoughts and deeds. Uh, you still pursue that? I thought that was a dream of a young man. And with your help, that dream could soon become a reality. Imagine it. Without our darker emotions, there would be no war, no selfishness, no greed, no hoarding, no crime. If I can perfect this, I can change society as we know it. Well, by George, you certainly have my attention. How may I be of assistance? I just need patience to test it on. Patience? Yes, patience. Test subjects, if you will. My serum requires rigorous testing in order to perfect the formula. You chair the committee in Parliament responsible for hospitals and asylums, do you not? That's right. I fail to see, though. You could allow me access. With your help, I could use subjects from the insane asylums. They would be perfect candidates. 
Jekyll, I appreciate your desire to make society better, but I can't in good conscience allow you to experiment with English citizens, no matter what their mental condition be. But Carver... I'm sorry, Henry, but the answer is no. Unequivocally, absolutely no. My, my position in Parliament doesn't even give me the authority to do such a thing. But even if such a thing were possible, I would still make every attempt to stand in your way. What you propose is madness, impossible madness. So you're refusing me? I am. Fine. I'll find another way. One day, Carver, I promise you that you will rue this decision to stand against me. I will see to it if it's the last thing I do. Henry, you might need a dose of that serum yourself. Your baser desires are beginning to show themselves. I would not, could not help him. What was that? Nothing. I'm sure. Just the wind. Thank you for telling me all this, Sir Danvers. Oh, for heaven's sake. Call me Carver. Certainly we are past the point of polite pleasantries. Sir Danvers, your story was most interesting, but again, what does this have to do with our strange Mr Hyde? That I do not know. What I fear, though, is that when I was unable to help him, Jekyll turned to more insidious criminal elements for assist in his search for patience. Perhaps that is where this Mr. Hyde fits in. Perhaps it isn't Hyde who finds Henry his dust subjects in the back alleys of Whitechapel. But surely Henry wouldn't do such a thing. I fear he would. When a man suppresses his dark nature, blocking out essentially half of who he is, those negative impulses will eventually intensify and manifest themselves one way or another. Henry Jekyll isn't in danger from the side we see, but from the side he has buried deep within himself. Richard! Who is that man that just crashed through the window? Hide. Hello, pretty bird. Excuse me while I deal with an old friend. Carver, watch out. He's got a gun. Mary, you finally called me by my first name. Oh, looky, looky what I have done. To an old fool to mind his manners. I'll tell you all about it. But not here. Time for this pretty bird to fly. Mary's not going anywhere with you, Hyde. Do I need to teach you your manners as well? If you think you can frighten me with a gun. I'll go. I'll go. Just don't shoot Richard. Please. Then let's both fly, pretty bird. Through the window!
Did Edward Hyde just throw Mary Utterson through the second story window? Good thing there are heavy bushes below, though shrubbery is the least of Mary's problems. What does Hyde have in store for her? What information might he reveal about Dr. Jekyll? Act 3. And now, for the shocking conclusion of The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Interstitial 1. Journal Entry. Journal Entry. 16th October. Not even a full week has passed since I last took my serum. Why is something that is so effective in calming my emotions and helping me focus such a demanding mistress? I give it a night of unbridled passion, and it demands more and more of my time. With each time, the days between sessions growing ever shorter. Unless I am able to figure something out, I fear a permanent change to the dark side of my soul. Damn me for ignoring these symptoms and waiting so long to find a way to negate the cost. Damn my procrastination. In the meantime, I find myself missing one of Grandfather's pistols. Is Hyde somehow responsible for this disappearance? Henry? Henry! Is that you? Help me! Mary? Mary, good Lord, are you in my storeroom? The door's locked, Henry. Your awful companion, Mr. Hyde, locked me in here. Mary, I am so terribly sorry. I should never have allowed myself to do this, to become this. You're not to blame, Henry, are you? It was Hyde who did this. Hyde, who held me at gunpoint. Hyde, who threw me out a window and brought me here. A window? I I don't understand. It was how he broke into my cousin Richard's house. Oh, Henry, it was awful. He killed Sir Danvers, shot him through the heart while Richard and I watched. He killed Danvers? Shot him? Yes, with... Oh, there it is! On that table over there. It's the pistol he used. He's not here, is he? We have to get out, Henry. It isn't safe if Hyde is still here. Mary, please. Please sit down. I have something I need to tell you. But Hyde! What if he comes back? He's not going to come back. I won't let him. Here. I'll take hold of this pistol, so even if he were to return, I can keep you safe. I still say we should leave. Not until I've told you what I've done. Oh, Mary. Henry, you're frightening me. What have you done? Did Danvers tell you about... about my serum? He did. He said you created a potion that, when taken, would cleanse humanity of evil thoughts and desires. Is this true, Henry? Have you created such an elixir? I have. And for a time, my my serum worked. Uh, When consumed, 
it caused a temporary transformation whereby all a person's vileness or their dark side would express itself in the span of a single night. But for that brief time, the person would exist as their worst self. But then in the morning, they would be clean and truly able to pursue their best, most pure, most noble calling. So you were able to test your concoction after Danvers refused to help you gain access to the criminally insane. Is that who Edward Hyde is? One of your test subjects? No, Mary. I tested the serum on myself. On yourself? I, I don't understand. I am Hyde. Or at least I am Hyde when I drink my serum. Then you must not drink it again. Oh, Henry, that means it was you. You who shot Danvers. You who trampled that child. And you who locked me in the laboratory. And who knows what else I may have done. I have been testing my formula for weeks. Then you must stop these experiments at once. I wish I could, Mary. I wish I could. Why can't you? What aren't you telling me? There was an unexpected, unanticipated side effect to my serum. Addiction. What began as only a cleansing required between great intervals of time has become an irresistible longing to take more and more of the serum more and more often. I am becoming my worst nightmare, Mary. I have become... Mr. Open up! Police! Hyde, we know you're in there. The housekeeper saw you and Mary enter this laboratory, and we know that you haven't left. They can't find me here. They will never believe me, and what reputation I have as Jekyll will forever be ruined. You must let them in, Henry. You must! Got another pattern, Ram. Yes, sir. We're coming in, Hyde. One way. Or another. If they want hide, I'll give them hide. What are you doing? What's in that test tube? Before I drink this, before I kill my demon once and for all, know that I love you, Mary. I always have and I always will. Wait. No! I think the stars, the effect is quick. The door is still holding. Give it another go. Yes, sir. I can feel the change coming on now. I must fight him long enough to... <laughs> well, look here, look here, look here. I'm free, <laughs> Not so fast. Henry? Hide! I can see you both at the same time. How is that possible? Jekyll, let go. Allow me to take over. Never. 
What are you doing with the gun? Why are you pointing it at yourself? This must end. Ow! Jekyll! What are you making me do? No! Suspect is down, sir. What in the name of God happened here? Mary. Richard. Mr. Enfield, is this your cousin? The one you said Hyde took away at gunpoint? It is. This is my cousin, Mary Utterson. We'll have to ask her some questions, I'm afraid. Give her a moment, please. I'm fine, Richard. Please, check on Henry. Right away. Where is he? He's right there. I mean... Ma'am, that's the body of Edward Hyde you're pointing at. The man who kidnapped you. Oh, yes, yes, of course. You know about Edward Hyde? Oh, yes. We know all about him. He's been causing more and more trouble in Whitechapel. We never thought he'd go and kill a member of Parliament. But you never know with these criminal types. Mary, where's Henry? Gone. Gone? What do you mean, gone? Henry. Henry sacrificed himself to save me. Where is he? At peace. He's gone somewhere Edward Hyde can no longer find him. We'll find him. He can't have gone far. Now, Miss Utterson, I expect the whole story soon. You'll have it. Though I expect you won't believe the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I did eventually tell the whole story to the inspector, who, as Richard predicted, did not believe me. They assumed that Hyde had killed Henry, and dumped his body into the Thames, where it must have been carried by the tide, and into the sea, never to be seen again. If I hadn't seen the whole transformation myself, before my eyes, I wouldn't have believed it either. In fact, for a time, I wasn't sure what I believed I had seen on that horrible night. I thought, perhaps, I had dreamed the entire thing. Until... The police found a letter. A letter amongst Henry's belongings addressed to me. Interstitial 2. My dearest Mary, I wish I wasn't writing you this letter, but I don't know what else to do. I cannot stop taking this serum, but I know that if I continue it, I will die. I will die because I am weak and Hyde is strong. I will die because Hyde is too strong a force and I am too weak to oppose him for much longer. I am damned, Mary. Truly damned for what I have unleashed. For what I have become. I am the monster you seek. I am Edward Hyde. I want to stop. I wish I could stop. But I can't. Mary, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't be what you wanted me to be. What I wanted to be myself. But I'm not sorry we met. 
I just wish it had been in a different life. Goodbye, beloved Mary. As I drink this serum once more. Thank you for joining us on Sherry's Playhouse. You have been listening to the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, adapted for the air by Everett Robert, directed by Sherry Rabinowitz. Our cast of players includes Charlie Bennison in the dual role of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Ariel strauss Brulin would portray Mary Utterson, Nicholas Davidge, as Richard Enfield, Raymond Brent in the dual role of Inspector Newcomen and Sir Carver Danvers, Liz Elliott as Mrs. Poole, Amanda Williams as Emily, Mo McCahon as Amelia, Hugh Regalato as our Harriet Officer. And as your narrator, I'm Jay Wall. Thank you for joining us tonight, and please look forward to Sherry's Playhouse for future presentations.